1: You can watch Today in the Word on Sunday mornings at 10 a.m. on ABC, channel 6.1. Join us as we broadcast Calvary Chapel Caldwell's Sunday morning church services, where Pastor Bob teaches you how to apply the truths in your Bible to your everyday experiences so that you might enjoy a better life. We're to reckon your old life to be dead, right? That the, the carnal nature is dead. Now, that's what Paul's talking about in our text today. In verse 20, where he says, I have been crucified with Christ, and it is no longer I who live, but Christ that lives in me. Now, what is he saying? Was Paul saying that he was literally crucified on a cross? No. He's saying that he reckons his old nature to be crucified, to be put to death, right? That's what crucifixion was, was being put to death. And it's no longer I. In other words, his old carnal nature is dead, but now he's living in Christ. The old carnal nature is put to death. When he says, I have crucified with Christ, I'm no longer, no longer I who live, but Christ that lives in me. He's saying, my old self-life is put to death. In 1 Corinthians 6.19, he says, Your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit who is in you, whom you have from God, and you are not your own. For you were bought at a price. Therefore glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God's. Now that might be hard for people to comprehend, but God created this world, this universe, created all of us, created everything, and everything is God's. And that's how we should view ourselves as a Christian. When you come to Christ, that realize that Jesus died and paid the price for you and that now you were bought with a price, that you're not your own. That Jesus gave his life so that you might be made alive spiritually, that you might live in the newness of life, in the newness of walking in the spirit. And so as he says in verse 19, 1 Corinthians 6, 19, you were not your own, you were bought at a price. So when you look at yourself like that, that, that God redeemed you, God paid for you so that you could be freed from the slavery and the bondage of sin. Because God doesn't want you to be a slave to sin. God doesn't want you to be controlled by the carnal nature. And it's such a terrible thing when your carnal nature controls you, right? And no one likes it. You know, when people are addicted to whatever they're addicted to, that they want to be free, but they can't. And see, Jesus came to set us free. And so back to our text in Galatians 2.20, he says, I have been crucified with Christ, and it is no longer I who live, but Christ lives in me. So, as you give your body to Jesus Christ by faith, that you reckon the old man dead. Right in, in Romans 6:11, reckon yourselves to be dead indeed to sin, but alive to God in Christ Jesus, our Lord. And so, what is he saying? Well, he's saying that even though we're made alive spiritually, we're born again, we're body, soul, spirit. There still is the, the flesh, right? The carnal nature, and I still have the, the, to deal with it, right? And and even though the carnal nature is still there, and one day, we're going to do away with it. We're going to go to heaven, get a new body. We won't have the flesh nature. But until then, by faith, I need to reckon my old carnal flesh dead. In other words, that by faith you say, you know what? Uh, this is the past, and I am looking forward to the future. The Bible tells us to look forward to the things that God has for us. In, in Romans 1.17, it says, the just shall live by faith. So our life as believers is by faith. We're saved by faith through grace. We walk by faith. We live by faith, right? And by faith, I am believing the Lord to do what he says that he will do. And whenever I find myself, uh, you know, wanting to give into the flesh or temptation coming, I need to acknowledge that that part of my sinful nature is dead. I need to reckon it dead. I I need to acknowledge you don't have authority over me anymore. You are put to death. And by faith, I reckon that... I've been crucified with Christ. And in my mind, that picture, that just as Christ died for me, I have given my life to him, and now I've put my old nature to death. When you are dealing with the carnal nature, when you're dealing with sin, as you bring it to Jesus, and by faith, you confess, and you reckon the old man dead, and you say, you're dead, and Lord, help me. Lord, help me to have strength. And and when you know God's word, and God's word strengthens us. Jesus Jesus said that his word nourishes our souls. And when you know that the Bible says no temptation is coming to you except it's common to everyone else and that God will make a way of escape. And then you pray, Lord, show me what's the way of escape, how to get out of this. And when you do that, and when you go through this process of reckoning the old man dead, relying on the power of God, praying, through that process God changes your desires on the inside. And God changes you and the Lord sets you free from those things that once had a hold on you. And it is such a great thing. I mean, so good to be free from things that hold you in bondage, things that cause you to be a slave to them. And God does for you what you cannot do for yourself. And this is such great news, right? When you think about the gospel, good news, what's so good news is that he wants to set you free, right, from whatever controls you, whatever it is. And it it isn't just... You know, drugs and alcohol. It can be anger. It could be fear. It could be worry. It could be, you know, greed or selfishness or whatever it is. And when those things want to control you, Jesus wants to set you free. And sin no longer has control over your life. And it really is such good news for for life. And, And it helps you to become the person that God wants you to be. When you no longer are controlled by those things. God says, hey, I I have a plan to set you free. And God wants to set us free from the bondage of the carnal nature. And it's one of the things that really uh, strengthened me and encouraged me in my relationship with God to know that God has the power to free me from the sin nature. God is faithful, and God wants to give you freedom. And God knows that it's a process. And so uh, over time, I came to church and began to read these truths that we read today and began to realize, oh, I need to reckon the old man dead. And so then, when the carnal nature says, let's go do this or do that, I'm like, oh, I'm involved in this. I'm involved in the battle. The Bible says there's a spiritual battle. I need to pray and say, Lord, help me. And then I realize, man, I need to get up in the morning and pray and say, Lord, help me today to walk in the spirit and not in the flesh. And then as you begin to read and you realize, oh, it's a daily battle every day, the the flesh, nature, and the spirit. And and so I need to be reading my Bible. And then I realized, I need to start going to church more often because here's what would happen. I go to church on Wednesday night and I'd be good on Thursday. And then Friday, mm, and then who knows what would happen. Then I would go to church on Sunday, and I'd feel all spiritual. And then Sunday night, and then Monday I was good, and and I realized, look, when I'm at church, I'm not getting in trouble. And so I I didn't realize, though, oh, God wants to have a personal relationship with me. I do not need to just come to church and have the pastor do it all for me, that I can pray and read my Bible and become strong spiritually. And I love to hear testimonies of people here at church that God has set them free from the flesh. And quite often people will tell me, Oh, Pastor Bob, God has changed my life so much. I used to be an angry person. And whenever something would happen, I would start cursing and yelling and and whatever. And and you know, now I accepted the Lord in my life, and I'm a totally different person. And I love to talk to married people because sometimes someone will be a Christian for a long time, 10 or 20 years, then their spouse gets saved. And then you know, they get saved here at church, and then, you know, a year or two later, I say, so, is your spouse different now? And like, oh, yeah. And then they'll tell me stories. Oh, yeah, they used to just be, you know, whatever. They used to do all these bad things, and, and now they don't do them anymore. And it's like, it's so exciting. Because here's the thing. It's not my responsib- responsibility to fix people. It, it's, it's God's. And, and God is the one who has the power to deliver you. And, you know, I talk to people who are addicted to alcohol and were just, you know, terrible people to be around, and their spouse hated being around them. And then they get saved, and God frees them from the, from the bondage of alcohol. And it's just so good. They're set free, and life is so much better. And here's the thing. When God changes you, then it's a witness to other people, right? And, and it is so good to allow the Lord to do that work in us. And we have part to play, right? Our part is to reckon, right? And since we live, in, we live in Idaho, y'all can reckon, right? I mean, reckon them dead. This is like people in California. They don't know anything about reckoning, <laughs> Uh, but there is a reckoning. But anyway, in in Second Corinthians five seventeen, it says, "Therefore, if anyone's in Christ, he's a new creation. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new." Right? Have you experienced that in your life? That that when you accept Jesus in your life, that all the old things are passed away. Right? And we become new. Now there still is that battle. Right? And daily you have to get up and say, "Lord, I want to reckon the old man dead." And as Paul says in Galatians two twenty, I have. I have been crucified with Christ. I'm crucifying my old nature. And it is no longer I who lives, but Christ who lives in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by faith and in the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. See, that's God's formula for victory over sin. Right? You become born again. You invite Jesus in your life. That's the first step. And then you begin to grow in the scriptures, and you learn how to reckon the old man dead, and you begin to live your life as an instrument of righteousness for God. You want to glorify God, live life the way he's designed it. That's why it's important to read your Bible, go to church, get involved in the work of the kingdom of God, and begin to grow spiritually, become strong spiritually. And the reality is that everybody is serving someone. In Romans six sixteen, it says, do you not know that to whom you present yourselves as slaves to obey, that you are that one's slaves whom you obey? whether sin leading to death, or obedience leading to righteousness. See, every person is living for something, right? Uh, Either you're living for the flesh, or you're living for the Lord, right? Every person is living for something. The flesh, sin, carnal nature, leading to death, or obedience to the Lord, to life, and peace, and love, and eternal life, right? And everybody's in that boat, now, some people would disagree. So Pastor Bob, I'm not living for the flesh, and I'm not living for the Lord, I'm just doing my own thing. Well, that is living for the flesh. <laughs> just doing your own thing, right? I do what I want, when I want, how I want, where I want. Well, that's the flesh, right? And, and that doesn't produce a good life. Uh, you know, Bob Dylan put it like this in his own uh, poetic way. He wrote that song uh, and, and he said, it might be the devil and it might be the Lord, but you gotta serve somebody, right? I mean, and that's so true. Everybody, you're living for something. Everybody lives for something, and Paul says there in our text, I've been crucified with Christ. He's saying, you know what? I'm not living for my old sin nature anymore. I've crucified my flesh, and now it's no longer my old self who lives, but Christ lives in me, and the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. Amen. Let's pray. Lord, we thank you for your word. We thank you, Lord, that you love us and that you want us to have victory over the sin nature. Lord, we thank you that you've given us all that we need for life and godliness. We thank you, Lord, for salvation, forgiveness. We thank you, Lord, for the power of your spirit. We thank you, Lord, for all that you do. And we do pray that you would cause these truths to penetrate our hearts and minds. Lord, help us to understand your ways. Help us, Lord, to desire, Lord, not only to live for you and live a godly life, but, Lord, to understand how to do it. And, Lord, that we would know that it is through you, that it is by your power in our lives. And so we thank you for what you've given to us today. And we pray for all of us, Lord, help us to grow spiritually stronger, Lord, that we can reckon the old man dead, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen.
0: Thank you for joining us for Today in the Word. We'd like to share with you a couple of things that are going on here at Calvary Chapel. We would like to tell you a little bit about our Pure Word ministry. Pure Word is a ministry that helps people with life-controlling issues such as alcohol, drug, and pornography addiction. Jesus said, My yoke is easy and my burden is light. Our desire is to help people break free from the heavy yoke of life-controlling issues. Pure Word meets every Tuesday night at 7 p.m. here at Calvary Chapel Caldwell. For more information, call 453-9653